Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a thank you to our associate sponsors, Camillo's Golf Club, Welch and Company Jewelers, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Courtney at Maple Down Senior Living Community. Hey, if you've got someone getting up there in age, a friend, a family, and you're looking for that all-inclusive amenity situation, which immediately relieves you of you know, cooking and cleaning and stressing and all the rest, kind of a safer, more secure environment where you can make new friends and share some laughter, definitely go with my friends at Maple Down Senior Living Community. Call Courtney today at 315-400-9666. That's 315-400-9666. You can set up a meeting and a tour today. Maple Downs is independent living, but does have that care available in the community. It's a, you know, basically considered age in place and care at a separate cost. First floor apartments have patios. The second floor apartments have a balcony and, of course, a studio. One bedroom and two bedroom apartments are available. Again, all inclusive amenities from three chef prepared meals homemade from Scratch Daily to fun and engaging activities left and right. Transportation within that 10 mile radius as well. It's a great place to be, it's a great place to live. Call Courtney today. 315-400-9666. Get your loved one into Maple Down Senior Living Community, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Michigan beats Washington, national champs, and got a couple of thoughts on this game. Got a couple of thoughts on the Michigan Wolverines this season, right? So a lot of you may be listening are Florida State fans uh, who, you know, saw my videos and said, you know, hey, Florida State's resume is better than Michigan's. It was. It was. Now Michigan's is better. <laughs> you know, because I, I love the people who, you know, take something that you said in time, which was true, and then fast forward and go, oh, what you said isn't true. Well, no, it was at the time, and it still is true at the time. Uh, by the way, we didn't want to blow out in the national championship game, right? I'm kidding. It ended up not quite being a blowout, so to speak. Think about it this way. It was 20-13 to 13 late right in this game. I mean, really, it was. It was a one-possession game, you know, going into the fourth quarter, you know, and then Michigan scored a TD late, um, you know, offensively, and then, of course, Penix threw the interception, which got, you know, returned almost all the way, but Michigan put together, you know, a a two-and-a-half-minute drive over five plays and 71 yards. They scored with 7.09 in the fourth quarter. It was a one-possession game, until that point. Now, did it look like Michigan was really dominating until, you know, late in the second quarter? Absolutely, it did. But sometimes that's how it works. You can dominate in a game, you know, but the other team hangs around. You know that they have a really great offense. Washington put together a pretty stellar drive at the end of the second quarter to get it done, and it was 17-10. to And then Michigan scored to make it 20-10, to you know, and then Washington got a field goal to make it 20-13. And then you know, Michigan just owned the fourth quarter. And this is where Michigan, you know, if Michigan were to win, and I pick Washington, full disclosure, because I always pick offense over defense. But I also said, obviously, toss-up, it could go it could go either way. But if Michigan were to win the game, I thought it was going to be more in the long, you know, along the lines of 27-20, 23-20, 24-21 kind of game, 24-23, because of the line of scrimmage, the dictation of physicality and all the rest. I thought that's where Michigan was going to crush. Now, they ended up scoring the 34 but football, you know, is weird. If they don't intercept that ball and run it down all the way late, 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 late in the game under four minutes, 
it's a 27-13 win. So that's about right what I predicted. Uh, but the late turnover got him into a short, extra short field. And then they scored kind of a garbage touchdown there. It felt like they were dominating. Then it felt like Washington was creeping a little bit. But Michigan was still in full control. And then in the fourth quarter, they wear you down. Their physicality and their offensive and defensive lines and the way they run the football, they wear you down. They wore Washington down in the first quarter. They were getting pushed off the line so bad. 174 yards in the first quarter running the football. And Michigan ended up running it for 303 yards and four touchdowns. They are they are going against the grain in 2024. Oh, oh, it's an offensive world, you say, led by the passing game? Oh, that's cute. Oh, Washington has been an explosive offense all year. That's cute. You're supposed to win in football today, 41 to 34. That's neat. Cool. Cute. Fun. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. It's like, I mean, Michigan just doesn't care. They're going to do it their way. And J.J. McCarthy was not asked to do anything in this game except a couple of sneaky RPO by design surprise you when you're least expecting it, which they've done all year. Michigan's offense was run the exact same way it was run all year. And Michigan was leading up to this point for about two or three years. The offense was built this way. Harbaugh wanted to build it this way. And Michigan had prepared for a Washington offense this way through the Ohio State offenses in the Big Ten. And they completely shut him down. Washington ran for 46 yards. Nothing. Michael Penix Jr. had 255 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, and he threw it 51 times. He was awful. Now, I know he was a little injured too, but Michigan really, really, really made things difficult for him, right? The Michigan defense was all over the place. They only had one sack, but they were tackling machines. They were unbelievable in space. And Michigan, they don't have a lot of high-end first-round draft picks. They don't have top 10 guys on this team. They don't. They, They probably don't even have... I mean, do they have one first-round pick on this team? Maybe, maybe one or two. You know, maybe one or two. I don't know. But I got to tell you, they got a million second, third, fourth, and fifth rounders. They got a million of them. They're going to get 15 to 18 kids drafted in the NFL draft between the early second and late fifth. They are. They're going to get a ton of them drafted. And Michigan, this year, you wondered... I don't think that they were, you know, I don't think that they validated themselves as the best team. You know, I don't think that you could have argued them for being the best team, like the absolute best team until the college football playoffs started. And even then you'd have to say, well, look at schedule, look at this, look at that. You know, they got to go win it to, well, now they are the best team, but that's fair. That's a fair take. That's how sports work. Sometimes a team is really, really good. They're in the top three, top four. You're kind of waiting and eh, we got to see, right? The Bills a couple years ago in the NFL. Can you win at Arrowhead? They didn't win at Arrowhead. They weren't the best team. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They weren't the best team. Michigan, they rolled through an easy Big Ten schedule. Not blaming them because that's the unbalanced life that we live in. Beat a, a good, a really, you know, a really good Penn State team on the road by nine. Got away with a few things there. Got away with at Maryland big time. Beat a great Ohio State team at home by six points. And then they beat Iowa 26 to nothing. Iowa's not that great of a team. Highly ranked based on how they slug through wins, but they're not that, they're a good team. So they beat good Iowa, really good Penn State, great Ohio State. That was it. The rest of their schedule, cupcakes. We wondered. The schedule was not Washington's, Bama's, Florida State's even, who didn't get in, right? We wondered what the schedule was going to be like for that, right? Battle tested, all that stuff we talk about. Well, sometimes it matters and sometimes it doesn't. It did not matter for Michigan. 
They won up against Alabama and they won in overtime. They beat Nick Saban. Jim Harbaugh beat Nick Saban. Jim Harbaugh beat the best offense in college football in Washington. Your bread is buttered on the big stage. You have to get there, but then what do you do once you're there? It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. It's hard. But I don't think that they were considered, you know, in the conversation for best, best because we hadn't seen them play anybody literally until November 11th. But then they beat everybody. And so right now, they're the best. More on Michigan winning the national title next on the ML Sports Platter here on the Believe Podcast Network. Brought to you by Bet Online, Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and Stanley Law Offices. Mike Lindsley back with you. It is the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Trey Walewski of Under Armour Golf, Courtney of Maple Down Senior Living Community, and Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, make sure you get that uh, membership to Elevate. You can sign up for their tennis and their pickleball, and you can get personal trainers and more over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. DeWitt and Liverpool, two great locations. And hey, by the way, I just found out they've got massage chairs. That's right. I'm an old geezer these days, so I might go over there and swim at the Liverpool location. They only have them at Liverpool, by the way, I'm told. And uh, go swimming and maybe sit in that massage chair for a little while, right? And get put the headphones on a little, do some work, and uh, chill. Maybe grab a nice little nutrition drink and uh, spend 20 minutes in the massage chair getting my body uh, nice and relaxed at Elevate. Hopefully I don't fall asleep. But anyway, it's a great place. It's a full throttle gym. DeWitt Liverpool locations. They have a walking track in Liverpool. Again, you can sign up for personal trainers and all the rest. You can go eat lunch at the Bistro in DeWitt. It's awesome, man. It's a really, really cool place to be. And the pool is amazing. They have a hot sauna as well at the DeWitt location. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Michigan National Champs, of course. Again, beat a really good Penn State team a great Ohio State team, and a good Iowa team. And then they beat Alabama in overtime, and they beat the best offense in football in Washington. So you beat Nick Saban, you beat the best offense in in football, and you really got something to show for it there, right? So um, just a tremendous year for Michigan. Um, I've been super impressed with how they've done it their way. I've been impressed with how they've done it with the physicality. I've been been really impressed how they push people around. I've been impressed that, you know, how – They've won in different ways. I think that's a really good sign of a, you know a, 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 an elite team. Um, you know, you go on the road and beat Michigan State by forty nine. Uh, you had a lot of blowouts in the Big Ten against you know again really inferior competition. You know, but then you had to slog some some games out. I mean, you had to really slog that Penn State game out on the road. You had to slog out Maryland on the road as well. Um, you know, you, you nip and tuck with Ohio State in kind of a higher scoring game, right? Iowa's terrible offensively. You beat them to a pulp 26-0. Could have been way higher, but Iowa's defense kept them in it at least a little bit in that football game. It never felt like they were going to win it, but I mean, by again, by score, I talked about this just a minute ago. You know, Michigan was still in full control, but it was still only a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Michigan was only up 10 to nothing at halftime on Iowa, but did it ever feel like they were going to lose? No. So both can apply. You know, you cannot blow somebody out, but it still feels like you're in full control. So this team did it their own way. They got NFL guys littered across the board. Jim Harbaugh's talked about it all year. Jim Harbaugh's talked about, you know, the excellence of a lot of these players. And it's true. J.J. McCarthy has been a winner. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's the perfect quarterback for this offensive system. Blake Corum has fought adversity with the injuries. He was averaging about, you know, six yards a carry before the ACL. 4.7 4.7 still ain't bad. And he had an unbelievable championship game. Donovan Edwards, what a nice second piece. Holy crap. What a nice second piece. And their defense is elite. Their defense is stout. Their physicality, their discipline, 
You know, how they don't turn the ball over? Remarkable. And they do it their way. And you can score 34 points by having great defense and running the ball and then having a really good quarterback who's perfect for your system, who does all the other RPO stuff and the intangibles, and he's a leader. And you can do it this way still. They prove that you can still do it this way. They prove that you can do it the 1990s Nebraska way. They prove that you can do it your way. And I'm so impressed by that. Now, two quick things to wrap up. Number one, could you imagine being Jack Harbaugh? Could you imagine being Jack, uh, Mrs. Harbaugh? But specifically Jack Harbaugh, because he's the football guy, right? He's the dad. He's the lifelong football dude in his 80s. He has seen his sons win a Super Bowl and a freaking national championship. He has seen his sons coach against each other in the freaking Harbaugh Super Bowl. Are you absolutely joking right now? And I don't know how long that guy's going to live, but if he lives a few more years and he sees Jim Harbaugh go to the NFL, he might watch both of his sons win a Super Bowl and one of them win a national championship. And how about halfway through the game, Jim Harbaugh just being like, ah, I'll take the headset off and hug my brother on the sideline. Unbelievable. What a friggin' football family. I always am amazed at when a football family's like this. Jack Harbaugh, his sons, Jim and John. Unreal. You look at the Kachucks in hockey. Keith Kachuk, Hall of Famer, his sons, Brady and Matthew, killing it. Unreal. The Hughes family, three sons, three sons doing it? Are you kidding me right now? It is unreal when families are like that, right? You look at the St. Browns, led by Amon Ross St. Brown, right? I mean, it's it's really, really crazy. The Hughes family in hockey is just, it's insane. I mean, you could argue Quinn Hughes is the best defenseman. Jack Hughes is a top five player. And, and Luke Hughes, you know, is a teammate, you know, of, of, of Jackson, New Jersey. It's, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is. It's remarkable. And it doesn't stop there because there's a lot more hockey, you know, inside that inside that family if you go look at the history of it. But it's just it's just always impressed the hell out of me. It really has. So the Harbaugh's are unbelievable. Now hate to end the podcast on a not really a sour note, but it has to be called into question, does it not? The sign ceiling stuff. I couldn't care less. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I mean, Michigan was called out on some sign stealing. You know, this kid paid for some tickets, I guess, or whoever paid for tickets, and he went to some games. He sat in the stands. What did he do? Sit in the stands and use binoculars, and, you know, he knows what coaches are saying. Technically, any fan can do that, by the way. I'm just going to I'm gonna give you a, a few reasons why I just don't give a shit. That's the first one. Anybody can do it. You and me can do it. If you know football, you can go to a football game, you can put the binoculars on and go, I'm going to zero in. Okay, I know what that means because I've coached football or whatever. Just so happens he was on the staff. If he figured it out, whatever. But did it really mean something, right? I don't know. I don't know. Right? Bobby Thompson knew that a fastball was coming. He still had to hit it in 1951. Um, another thing is that when they were called out and Harbaugh was suspended and all that, when they didn't have Harbaugh, they kept winning games. Okay. So, who cares? You know? And then the other part is that when they got caught for the sign stealing, not only did they keep winning games, but they beat the big boys, right? 
So what were they doing? Stealing signs to beat Bowling Green and Minnesota and Indiana and Michigan State and Purdue and Rutgers, but they're not stealing signs now. Oh, but can you beat Penn State? Can you beat Ohio State? Iowa? Yeah, they beat everybody. Alabama, Washington, they beat everybody. It's like the Patriots. Spygate bothers me, and I'll end with this. Spygate bothers me. It always will because I think there was some major cheating there. Players who played against New England will tell you. Uh, I've heard former Buffalo Bills players talk about it, although anybody could, could have beaten the Buffalo Bills during the Patriots dynasty. Um, you know, like they prepared, they did this, they did that. And then all of a sudden, like a second before, you know, the ball was snapped, there'd be an instant, you know, change in the play, which you'd be like, well, if it wasn't an audible, how could people just move if you didn't hear anybody yelling? You know, well, they wired, you know, rewired the headsets and they could talk to each other right up until, the, you know, the, the final second before the snap. And they did a lot of shady stuff and they spied and Ernie Adams. And I read the book Spygate and there's a lot of truth to it, right? So I do think there was Spygate. It's why I have Bill Belichick below Vince Lombardi as an all-time coach. I think he's number two. And it's why I have Tom Brady below maybe the likes of Joe Montana or John Elway all-time because I think Spygate was something big time. I don't think it was everything. I think it was something. And I think it was enough to think about if they really won all six Super Bowls. Because remember when I told you about how Michigan, um, you know, had to get to the big stage and then your bread's buttered on the big stage? Well, guess what? In order to get to the big stage, you got to be really, really good on the on, on the little bit smaller stage in order to get to the big stage. And New England did that, obviously, but they won all those home games. And they did the Spygate then. And winning all those games got them home field advantage a lot of those times. What happened if they... What would have happened if they didn't do Spygate and they had to go on the road a couple of times? Did they win all those Super Bowls? Did they go to nine? Did they win six? I don't know. Maybe they go to seven or eight. Maybe they win four. I don't know. They're still a dynasty. Brady and Belichick are still all-timers. The deflate gate was stupid. It was a waste of time and it was trying to go on a witch hunt to try to make up for the mistake of Spygate. Everybody knows that. And then, you know, because they burned the tapes and all that sort of thing with Spygate and Goodell and, you know, Kraft are pulling each other's cranks to make sure that Spygate doesn't happen and all that. You know, I, I, I get it. And then Deflategate was the witch hunt to try to be like, oh, well, we're going to get you this time and do draft picks and all this. Okay, great. The Patriots still kicked everybody's asses. Don't get me wrong. But I still think Spygate was something. And if it, it was, if there was no Spygate in order in the Adams, maybe it would have been seven and four, or maybe it would have been six and three instead of nine and six. I don't know. But they still whooped up on everybody. And I kind of think at the end of the day, they whooped up on everybody and so did Michigan. Even with all this stuff. And the no spying... They beat everybody. They beat better opponents without it. Without Harbaugh, they beat better opponents for a little bit there. And then Harbaugh comes back and they win the national championship game. And they beat Alabama before that and beat Saban. So anyway, kudos to Michigan. They did it their way. Jim Harbaugh's one hell of a coach. I hope he stays in college. I really do. I don't think he's going to. But, you know, you could look at it two ways. You could look at him as wanting to build Michigan into something that's sustainable and is going to be here to just beat the hell out of people forever. He's got NIL. He's got the brain. He's got the program. They got the money. They got the tradition. They got the stadium. They got NFL guys all over the board. There is no bigger brand than Michigan football right now. No bigger one. Maybe as big. Georgia, Bama, right? Oregon, uh, Ohio State. No bigger brand. No bigger one than Michigan. They did it their way. The Harbaugh family, insane football family. Good for Jim. And he's one hell of a coach. And they did it their way. And they got a bunch of NFL guys going. They got a bunch of classy guys on the team. I love Blake Corum. Um, you know, this guy used some of his, a lot of his NIL money to deliver food over the holidays. Uh, they got great players and, uh, they were a blast to watch all year. So congrats to the Michigan Wolverines on the national championship. ML sports platter here brought to you by 
our great friends at Rosie's Corner. Stop by all week for comfort food and pizza and wings. Listen, we're talking meatloaf Monday, turkey slop Tuesday, chicken and biscuit Wednesday, and your fish and mac and cheese on both Thursday and Friday. Route 11 in front of the Brewerton Bridge if you're in, uh, in and around central New York. Right off the Bartell Road exit. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. And our great friend, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Get your financial future in order at advisors.massmutual.com. Hey, as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.